The year is 1995. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. I'm Charlotte. And this is My Marvelous Year. Variant cover. Welcome to 1995 Variant Cover. This episode on My Marvelous Year, the podcast where we go through the history of Marvel Comics from its origins to today, we are primarily going to discuss Moon Knight, episode one released on Disney Plus this week, as well as any other topics that listeners want us to talk about. All you have to do is dial 8674-309-999, get in your questions here live on the phone, and we will address those that come up. I'm Dave Using, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. I'm joined today by the always excellent Charlotte Fierro. Charlotte, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. Um, I am doing good. (laughs) (laughs) Very fair, very fair. And also joined by the extremely low-T, Zach Dean. How's it going, Zach? (laughs) Being sleepy does not mean my... (laughs) I just woke up. Zach still got his ankle so, restraint on. The tape's still on the door. I've never heard a lower T version. You know what? Uh, you know what I was just thinking about that. Um, doesn't I, I don't that. know that I want to know not... what you were just sleep thinking about. <laughs> I was just waking up and I was rubbing my will eyes. I was walking to the kitchen for a glass of water. Not I milk. Was thinking, not milk. I was thinking about you. nights, Dave. Okay. I was thinking about nights and how. I, if you had been like, are you into knights? You know, like in the same way, like, are you into ninjas? Are you into Vikings? K- or any kind of I-G-H-T. other like mimetic yeah. group? I would have been like, no, not really. I don't think so. But then if I thought about it a moment longer, I'd be like, so many of my favorite pieces of media are knight related. So you got Moon Knight. You got Hollow Knight, Shovel Knight, the Green Knight. You've got Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. You got Knights of Kiberia. You've got Knights of Sidonia. You got Knights uh-huh. of the, Knights of Columbus, like all these night things. Haven't even mentioned the Dark Knight. Mm, eh, take it or leave it. Oh <laughs> wow, no, it's Bat good. Burns, <laughs> Bat Burns early. Love to hear it. That's true. Um, knights rule. Knight, yeah, knights yeah, obviously knights rule. Cool, turns out right. Yeah. I think. Uh, you know what? I've never thought about before until you started this very literal <laughs> talk here. But like, why is Moon Knight a knight? Right. Like, aside from it sounds really cool, which it does. A hundred percent, it does. There's nothing knight-like about <laughs> Mark Spector's character, right? Well, no, totally he's a knight I mean, as in he's like the knight of Kanshu. He's like the, the servant of Kanshu, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But right. moon servant doesn't sound as well. for a specific cause, yeah. I don't know about that. What are you I talking about? That's his entire that. origin is that he's like... <laughs> he's a mercenary. Well, no, I know. Nobody but, refers like, to Deadpool as the knight with a mouth. Well, yeah, because he doesn't serve no, a higher purpose. No, he's not under the direct... Like uh, uh, servitude of a specific like God giving him powers. He serves <laughs> I mean, the voices in his head basically the same way Moon Knight does. Well, no, I know, but like, what do you, <laughs> I'm here to say Deadpool well, I mean, and Moon Knight are the same character. I'm just going to throw that out there now. The, the show hasn't gotten into it too much, but like, he's working for a cause that is like 
uh, you know, greater than him at the behest of a, uh, you know, well, a larger power, right? Like he's. I needed these forty-five minutes to explain the knight in the title. I wanted to see armor. <laughs> I wanted to see swords, and I wanted to see at least one troll. And I got none of that. I got none of that. That's my review. Yeah. Okay. Zero out of ten knights. <laughs> You're like the knight. the person who rent, ranks MCU movies by the amount of trains in them. <laughs> which is yeah. the best way of ranking MCU. We should have done that for MC ranking on, on Twitch the other day. Oh, yeah. Uh, just uh, FYI, we did, uh, Charlotte and I did a tier list of the MCU movies, phase one and two. We did it live on Twitch, but I'm going to take that audio and put it up on the Patreon feed. Speaking nice. of which, if you are... It is a good conversation. I got to join for a bunch of it, and you both did a very nice job. Talking, recapping phase one and phase two of the MCU. So yeah, it was fun. if fun you thing. are interested in hearing that, and I recommend you do, um, sounds like it's it's on the Twitch right now, which is twitch.tv slash year. But better, better, if you like the show, go to patreon.com slash year for as little as $1 a month. You can get access to cool bonuses like the audio for that, as well, well as all sorts of things like the reading list, all the comics that are coming up. We're doing Age of Apocalypse is our next recording. Here, I don't know what episode you're going to hear next, but that's the next thing we're recording here as we go through 1995. So we got some good comics coming. Um, I got to tell you, we're not going to be reading Moon Knight comics for years. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we're not going to be reading the Moon Knight series for years and years, which is of course part of the backdrop for this series with Marvel introducing a new uh, known character, but hardly major character throughout Marvel history. You know, mm -hmm. definitely on the back burner. I think within the last decade. It's very easy to find good Moon Knight comics. There's like four distinct, pretty solid runs in there. Um, but certainly, like throughout, like you know, prior to that time, it's it's harder. It's a little trickier um, to the point that these comics, like Mark Spector Moon Knight, his longest running series, which runs from eighty nine to ninety four, it's like sixty issues. Like almost none of that is on Marvel Unlimited. Still, like even with the show out, yeah, you know. Um, so yeah. there, there's not they, necessarily they've been adding it recently, but yeah. Yeah, and there's really good stuff in there that isn't on there that I that I've been discovering. Um, there's a Jam Dematis story called uh, uh, is it called Scarlet? Some I, now I'm blanking on the name, but it's like it's awesome. It's like his Craven's last time for Moon Knight. I've hyped it up on here before. Um, anyway, if you want to find good Moon Knight comic recs, they're out there. Go to Patreon.com/slash/MyMarvelThisYear. Come join the Slack. I'm sure people are talking about it. You can go to ComicBookHerald.com/slash/Moon Knight. You can find a big old reading order. Uh, but we're gonna talk about the show. We're going to talk about the kickoff here on Disney+. Plus. I do have one Moon Knight thing that I saw that I thought was funny. Let's I was looking through like the history of Moon Knight and that he joins the West Coast Avengers for a while. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Immediately before John Byrne. John Byrne like kicks him off as soon as he takes over. <laughs> Not interested. Classic um, Byrne. Uh, but yes. So uh, I, thought, I thought that was kind of interesting. Before we, uh, before we get going on Moon Knight stuff, can I bring up our March Madness? Can we talk about that? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> okay well i'm gonna talk about it um so you might be going we're into our final four and you might think uh zach it's uh it's april 3rd march madness is over no it's not i forgot many days to uh to put up the polls so we, <laughs> we still have a final four left to do so i thought we could uh, we could go over the final four which is uh should be fun um okay dave would you rather what if new mutants did not become the x-force Versus, what if Juggernaut <laughs> and Black Tom were canon, their relationship? Okay, so obviously Juggernaut and Black Tom are going to win here because yes. a, vote against that, a vote against that is that is basically people saying like, you know, oh yeah, no uh, no same-sex relationships in Marvel, let's keep that going. <laughs> um, my, my thing with Juggernaut and Black Tom is like, it basically 
is canon, which I know is not the same thing. Um, you know what? It, it's obviously better. Like, if that had been really out there in canon for decades, that clearly would have been the most influential thing in Marvel, in comics, uh, in Big Two comics, as far as same-sex relationships go. So, yeah, I mean, that's that has to be the winner. Um, and new, you know what? New Mutants needed... It, I, I don't mind New Mutants changing into X-Force. I really don't. Um, I just don't love those X-Force comics. Into. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, like, that idea is... That's a good idea, actually. Okay. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, what if Black Panther had his own ongoing series from the 70s forward versus uh-huh. what if Marvel did not explode financially and creatively in the 90s? See, both of these are actually a little tricky because, like, I've, I've made this case on this podcast before. If Marvel exploding in bankruptcy ultimately helps them, like, if they had not, they would have thought they were on the right track and kept making bad decisions. So I actually think that's a good thing. I, who is that? Like, who is that a bad thing for? That's only a bad thing for... The people that worked there, um, Marvel stock owners at the time, uh, anyone who like is a diehard, I have to read all of the comics published in 1996. Like it's bad for you, right? Because there is definitely a downturn. But ultimately, like that's that's one of the best things that happened. I mean, I guess the I guess the upside of them not doing that would then be like, well, maybe they wouldn't have had to sell the rights to some stuff, and you wouldn't necessarily have the Sony and Fox baggage. But you know what? Sony and Fox made really good Spider-Man and X-Men movies for a minute. Yeah, for a minute. So I actually think that's like almost entirely positive. Um, very pro bankruptcy, I guess, is what I'm getting at. And <laughs> the other one, okay. So Black Panther having an ongoing sounds like a no brainer, right? It sounds mm-hmm. like yeah, of course we'd want that. Except here's the thing, like then we'd probably be looking at like the 15 issues in 1987 of John Byrne's Black Panther. Yeah, <laughs> and. That's not a good thing. That like no, would that it sounds, have been That sounds good. What do you, do you appropriately pick John Burr, additive? Do you pick Jack Kirby is your example. Because he actually I, did I it despise it the Jack Kirby run. Too. I've been very very open about okay. that. Jack Kirby's Black Panther is terrible. It's one of my least favorite comics of all time. It's unreadable. <laughs> well, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. pretty bad. I've been very clear about that. Um so I don't I like I that could have like uh, like eventually you know, maybe you start getting Priest and McDuffie and Dennis Cowan and the Milestone people yeah, yeah, yeah. on runs, like once you hit the late 80s and the 90s. But there would have been long stretches where we'd be like, well, Black Panther ran for 150 issues, but we don't like to talk about any of that. You know, like. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's, so there's a, there's I guess my vote here is uh, every everything's bad. None of these. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, this, this is a pretty funny one because this one went away that I did not expect. So the, the Juggernaut and Black Tom question. Like, you took that in a very serious direction of, like, well, what are you going to vote against a very early, uh, you know, re- representation, gay representation in Marvel? I think Charlotte and I put these in kind of as goofs because we thought it was <laughs> funny. But, like, uh, so this next one is, what if Doctor Doom was the Sorcerer Supreme versus what if Tigra and She-Hulk kissed? Which is purely just, like, <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> I don't know, my horniness, like, leaking into the March Madness. Uh, what if Tigra and She-Hulk kissed beat dr Do- what if dr doom was sorcerer incredible <laughs> by like two votes so i think that's really really funny um, i i do think what if dr doom was sorcerer supreme is not that interesting to me anymore um okay because it's pretty played out there are what ifs where it happens uh i don't if it if that had been like a real thing like a real thing they committed to in continuity like for years that sounds like it has it could be kind of cool mm-hmm. um but what I, 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 kind of, like, I wish I just pushed so this farther, sure. right? And not like, 
Because people are like, oh, okay, yeah, those are two characters we like, yeah. I guess. I should have just been like, what if Moondragon and Zack kissed? <laughs> is one of the questions. And see how pure self-insert, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a, what if uh, events stuck to annuals versus what if Frank Miller wrote an, wrote an 80s Spider-Man run? Oh, Frank Miller, easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not even close. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'd be. I don't like the events as annual idea because they're all bad. Like it <laughs> seems true. like it seems like it makes sense, but they're all bad. But I mean, that, I don't think that the thing is. I I know what you're talking about. You're definitely right about that. That like all those annuals that did try that turned out pretty poorly. But I, I don't know. That that feels like uh, I don't, I don't think that's a structural issue. Yeah, right? I think it's also because the story wasn't that interested. Interesting so, to to start with. Yes, but here's the structural issue as well. You're collecting. Moon Knight and X Men, okay, and now there's an event that you're interested in, and you get two annuals. You get part four and part eight of an event that is across a bunch of other titles annuals that you don't collect and read. Your shop may or may not pull those for. Like it's not, yeah. it doesn't make yeah. sense. Actually, <clears throat> and then in practice, I guess it is one issue per collect or like creative team, uh, which could be a problem, right? Like. You don't have, you know, maybe like a core of the event that's written by the same yeah. person. Yeah, holding yeah, that it can together get messy too. If it is right. all spread out like that, because yeah, that's the yeah. thing is like when events work, when events work, they're usually just codas on a, a creative team's run. You know, like that's what Secret Wars in for Hickman. That's mm-hmm. what uh, even like War of the Realms for the Jason Aaron Thor. It's what Devil's Reign is right now for Chip Zdarsky, Marco Chiquetto, Daredevil. Right, like there's codas. They're just yeah. like they're just extensions of those good runs. Yeah. Speaking there of was... coda, oh sorry, do you want to talk about Best Picture winner? Because I watched it this week. <laughs> we could talk about that instead of Moon Knight. Did you like Coda more than Moon Knight Episode One? <laughs> no. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't hate Coda. Coda's okay. Coda's wow. Fine. Man. Yeah, yeah. But. uh... Okay, do we want to do you want to get into Moon Knight? Yeah, please. Let's do it. Okay. Uh so here's the thing. I I just want to get this up. I want to get my my weird experience out of the way first, okay? okay. And then I then I want to hear what both of you think. So, the first time I watched the episode, I watched it twice, which I don't usually do. Um Ooh, but I wanted to watch it. I was going to do I was going to ride the stationary bike. Well, there's been poor here. So, I was riding a stationary bike. I'm doing I'm doing a bike training thing. Okay, I got to ride like a okay. couple 60 right. miles enough and 80 about, mile rank. My <laughs> my quads are the size of redwoods mm-hmm. right now. All I right, know, I, I just want to. Well, they always do. They always always do. Um, so I'm I'm riding the stationary bike and I'm watching Moon Knight on mute. Okay, with the caption. <laughs> okay, uh, I saw you say that on Twitter, and I thought you were joking, but no, no, no. This is real. This is a real thing, and this is like this is how I watch a decent amount of like Disney Plus stuff. Like I watched all of Book of Boba Fett this way. Oh, that's um, fine. That, that's fine. Almost all of. Yeah, and it works out. But here's the thing: like Wait, when why? you watch, why do you do it on mute? I don't. Uh, because I can't hear it super clearly unless I like blast it, and I have a family. Um, oh. it's the middle of the day. But it, he, he needs to hear the sound of his muscle growing. Obviously. I'm watching it on the TV. Yeah, I've the, used the a... Creaking I, of his muscles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you get All older, right. you're mu- like the amount of lube I have to pour onto my, oh my quads. So they, are, <laughs> so they are just creaking and squeaking. Oh my gosh. Just a wet mess by the time the bike ride's over. Um, and uh, <laughs> so I'm watching on the TV. I have like a Bluetooth like hookup thing, um, but it kind of broke and I don't have the desire to fix it. So, so I just watched it on mute. And I watched captions. Here's the thing about watching a show with captions, okay? It's the it's like reading a comic. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 what if this Disney Plus show was a comic, 
Okay, that's mm-hmm. the caption experience. Wait, this and is your first or second time watching it? This is my first time. Okay. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Okay. <laughs> I liked it a lot more this way. A lot more. Okay. Oh, well, that's insane. Because Oscar it's, Isaac's weird voice and yeah, emotions here adds so much. <laughs> no, wait, hang on. Because the, the, we'll get to the acting stuff. Um, but when I, the other thing that this, this affords me, <laughs> okay, there's two advantages that I realized watching it this way. Because then I, I told my wife I'd watch it with her, so I watched it with her that night with sound, obviously. Um, and uh, two advantages. First, I appreciate the writing a lot more when I'm reading the captions first when I'm trying to pick up what they're saying live. A lot of stuff gets muddled, I think. A lot of stuff gets lost. Um, it actually comes out much better when you're actually reading the text. And two, the music cues in this, um, the, the sort of forced sense of drama really detrimental to what's happening i think in the story i enjoyed this thing on mute more okay that's my take hmm. moon knight is better with the sound off <laughs> um this is an insane like <laughs> criticism of the show because no one can relate to what you're talking it's so specific about. yeah <laughs> it's like uh, listen i watched moon hole through a pinpoint a pinhole in a sheet uh, Moonhole? You just called him Moonhole. Moon uh, it was projected upside problem. down on the wall behind me, and I really think that that's additive to your entire experience. Listen, it's just a simple recommendation that I think everyone can do. Ride <laughs> a loud stationary bike with the show on mute <laughs> and read the captions. Listen, that's all I I'm saying. Next, I think next Moon time Night I'm going to try... Two. Oh, Go ahead. Oh, no, no, please. You go first. Uh, next time no. I'm going to try and watch Ms. Um, Marvel, but with the script screen turned off with only the sound like it's a podcast <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna audio drama baby yeah hearing yeah. the sound you know what though uh, the, you know what the other thing is and have my wife describe what's happening on the screen <laughs> and i think that will really purify the exactly that sounds me. pretty fun that sounds like mm-hmm. a good a good way to spice up the relationship <laughs> as well um i you know what else was better with the sound off the any sense of horror any sense of scariness huh. i actually thought was much better um, with the sound off, because it's it's yeah, kind of like... You can't keep going with the sound off. Like, <laughs> no one will know what you're talking like, about. <laughs> oh, my God. It, okay, so... Incredible. I, I think the, the suspense and the music work totally fine with the sound cues. It's 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 not oh, big anything disagree. incredible, but it works, it works functionally <laughs> fine uh, <laughs> for all that stuff. Let, let's talk about Oscar Isaac's performance, because I think that's like a, a big centering of this. He's doing kind of a wackadoo performance and uh people saw the trailers for it you know months ago and just heard him being like i hear voices in my head <laughs> and we're like what is it well it squeakier than that much much squeakier and higher pitched um has anyone seen the moon god around here boy <laughs> right, yeah not quite <laughs> so I'm looking forward but people were very much like laughing and making fun of it now that it's here i kind of love it i think he's doing something really weird that makes the character distinct that I was thinking like if he was playing this very straight if he was playing it very like just a man who's like I don't know what's happening to me oh I've got voices in my head and he wasn't doing this kind of strange twitchy nebbishy guy who's being like hiya hiya mom are you all right like (laughs) this really uh yeah yeah very very uh I don't know what the word is just like nervous he feels fragile Right, he feels he feels delicate and, delicate and very dweeby. It, yeah, um, but it's it well, and it's such a difference from what Stephen Grant is, right? So this is his Stephen Stephen Grant persona, mm-hmm. and Stephen Grant in the comics is like, you know, like James Bondish, like Howard Hughes, right? He, like he's got all this money and he's part of Hollywood, and he's the put together one, you know. 
Um, and this, I have zero problems with this change. In yeah. fact, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, Zach. It's a good thing. Um, I like this turn, I got to say. So please mm-hmm. continue. Yeah. It's very fun. Charlotte, do you like this uh, this performance? This yeah, and I don't have any British. particular attachments to the comics version of Stephen Grant's. And I think like mm-hmm. here it's very interesting to have him be the one that's uh, like very lost, very, like you said, fragile. And uh, and then you have the Max Spector uh, alter coming in and being, it would seem maybe stable, which I'm not sure stable is the right word for, for it, but uh, at least uh, knows more what's happening. He's um, confident. Right? Yeah, He's exactly. Confident and he, he knows the game. I mean, I think the other thing, too, that's pretty smart. And doesn't have a British this, accent, which I thought was funny. Which is good. Yeah, yeah which is good. <laughs> um, the other thing that, that I thought was smart about this first episode is like, okay, we're going to do a Moon Knight origin. How do we do it without doing the comics version at least first, right? Which is fairly boring. Um, and also, like, could step on some toes, <laughs> right? With doing, like, Merc work in the Middle East type thing you know and to sort of skirt that entirely and maybe it'll come up down the road right how did he ever how did he get in this situation where did he learn these skills etc i imagine because he's doing mercenary work in this episode um but i think to to reframe the origin around what is probably in the modern era most most well known and probably most interesting about the character it's not that he can beat people up right we have superheroes who can do that it's that he has some sort of mental disorder, right? And I think putting a label on it here is is tricky because it's like, well, what are they what are they actually doing in the show, right? Um, I think I think they're pretty clearly doing dissociative identity disorder, right? Like, I, yeah, I, yes, because that's what the character has. But like, until the show truly engages with that, I'm not really even going to call it that. You well, know? No, I mean the 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 uh, I mean there, there's signals. We, someone in our Slack. Uh, has wrote a few articles about this, and she uh, she talked about it, and she was talking what about what site like, are those articles on? Just curious. I think comicbookreadingorder.com. Oh, they um. they published great articles about mental health. Now is that right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kashali, who's a who's a stalwart member of our Slack, wrote a couple articles for Comic Book Herald couple about of how fantastic articles. disorder is portrayed across a bunch of different runs of Moon Knight, and it's like an excellent read. But she popped in. She didn't say that much about the show. She liked it. Um, but she saw said it was interesting how he was using like these different systems. Um, yeah. The way like you know the the ankle uh, bracelet I guess the uh, the ankle binding to keep himself in bed the like tape on the door to make sure that he hadn't you know gotten up in the night. It's all kind of like, like preventing like himself, sleepwalking is the way you know, it to, appears yeah, initially about mistime. Um, which I, I I think it's kind of a, a specific uh, reference to that. I I mean it, it's dramatized for sure, and I think different people's like comfort level will uh will differ with that and you know how how much they feel that that's okay or not <laughs> one um, of the main thing I, i've seen from people with did discussing uh this was like well it's better than split at least <laughs> sure. Which, the bar is low but <laughs> <Sure>. um <laughs> no but and yeah. I, i've seen people and it's interesting but i've seen people say about the, the fact that it's dramatized uh for example like when he when he switches between at- alters and specifically when he like he seems to be in control of mo- most of the body, but one alter keeps him from like giving the scarab at one point. Mm-hmm. That that's yeah. dramatized, but I saw people say that maybe that's not how it looks, but that's how it feels for some people. So that's kind mm. of interesting too. What did yeah. you both think of? So every time in the first episode until the very end, when Stephen um, loses himself to an alter, right? Presumably Mark. 
it, they cut from that, right? So they they show Steven. We have a, a the camera kind of wiggles and you know freaks out, and then we mm-hmm. cut back, and all of a sudden something has happened, and he's got blood on his hands, and there's bodies around his feet. What did you think of that technique? Instead of actually showing the action, right? The thing that I think a lot of people are coming to a Moon Knight show for is to see Moon Knight pummel bad guys, right? Um, or pummel people, because <laughs> who knows what their intentions are? Uh, I I liked it a lot actually. Yeah, I thought that was really smart. I thought it was visually compelling. Um, and again, it sells for an entire episode, and the show's not going to stay like this, right? It obviously turns by the end, but for 45 minutes, it's very much just like, here's what Stephen Grant is going through, and it is confusing, and it is concerning. I actually thought the most effective scene, and I'll let you answer after I say this, is when he's at the restaurant and he missed his date because he doesn't know what day it is, and he just starts, he's like about to just burst into tears, and the waiter just keeps pestering about what kind of steak he wants. Yeah. You know? And Oscar Isaacs really sells, like, this would be so upsetting, <laughs> like so tremendously upsetting. I thought that was really well done. Um, what, what did you both think of this approach? No, Sorry. I agree. And I think like you don't have to show all of the action because at this point we get it. And we've seen we've seen similar type of actions tens, hundreds of times before. Like we're not going to, to see something new in, in, in this TV show. Uh, like, yeah, it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting, well, it's we an could. interesting way to to like make it more interesting and stay centered on the character uh, of uh, Stephen Grant without having to put it aside for some action. Yeah, I, I agree because I think actually the, uh, the the action scene in the middle of this, go, the, him going down the truck, the, the cupcake. truck going down this mountainside being chased is one of the, one of the, if not the worst bits of CGI that Marvel has ever done. And I'm usually not like, there are people who watch the Marvel shows and are like, yeah, you can see right through the CGI for this or that. And I'm usually like, ah, it was fine. It was, even if I can kind of see the seams, it's functional. This is Basically, this was pretty bad. Never this bothers was, me. What uh, what uh, bothered you about it? L- like it literally looked like weightless. Like the the trucks rolling around looked like PS3 models. Like it was, and they were, yeah, p- particularly bad. Like there was no tension to that. But it still worked for me because I was so like it was not about having a thrilling action scene. It was more about like being in Steven's head and uh, right. his like panic at the time. So keeping it really character focused there. Cause I definitely I mean, like, still- you know, the fact that he, every, every action sequence that is like a stunt or an effect is him glitching out into Mark. Mm-hmm. And then we turn around and all of a sudden the car's backwards. Like I thought that that mm-hmm. yeah. structurally is inventive, even if maybe the visuals don't match. Yeah. Well, he um, keeps finding himself in like, I mean, <clears throat> like him he holding a gun, up. being shocked, throwing the gun. Like that's actually yeah. pretty funny. It mm-hmm. fits the character. Yep. Like that, I think structurally that piece of it was inventive and different than you typically would see mm-hmm. um, in in one of these type of action shows. Yeah. So I I liked it in that front. And I mean, I'm a little. Go ahead, go ahead. And I think as an introduction to, because I think what they want to do is to introduce the character without having to start with the origin. And I think it's a way better way of doing that than with Captain yeah. Marvel. In which you have a similar idea with she she has amnesia she doesn't remember the origin so you you see it in flashback at the same time as she remembers it but I think a problem with ca- the with Captain Marvel is in the meantime it's a bit harder to to get attached to the character when she has no idea of any of her life before the beginning of the movie and I think here it's it's uh, it's it works better because you still have a fully fledged character to to get attached to and as a, as a point of view character he just has a whole other alter, a whole other character that he also is that he doesn't remember about. Yeah, 
Right. Well, and like as like dramatic irony goes, where it's like, well, the audience knows what's happening and the character doesn't. They actually don't do that here mm-hmm. yeah. generally, which I think is pretty smart. Because if you're watching this for the first time and you haven't read a Moon Knight comic, you don't know who Khonshu is, right? Um, yeah. You don't. You just think it's a monster, right? You just think he's seen some weird monster. Like, you don't know what these voices in his head are. Um, and you don't know that he's got an altar who talks exactly like Oscar Isaac, who wears a Moon Knight <laughs> costume. Where did he get the costume? How did he have time to change? <laughs> right? These questions These questions arise. Um, but, I, like, purely within the episode, you don't have that information yet. Uh, and I actually think that's smart. I think withholding, not withholding, but, like, slow, pl- like, like, moving at a rapid clip to a purposeful destination, but not, but keeping some mystery is when these Disney Plus shows are at their best, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, it keeps us, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know Moon Knight that well. So, like, a lot of this is a mystery to me. I mean, I know he's got altars. I know that's what's, you know, going on with the missing time and the confusion. But I, I don't really remember the specifics of the Khonshu stuff. Um, and, I, I mean, I certainly didn't remember that he, like, I don't know if this is actually a comics thing, like, physically changes into moon knight right like the, the way that the costume just kind of yeah sure like poured out of his body yeah uh, when he switched over and i didn't remember that like does him being moon knight give him powers to be like extra violent <laughs> uh i don't remember if that's a thing so I'll, yeah let's say all all that like mystery and build up works for a really great ending here i think a very very cool like final shot to get you jazzed like hook for episode two because uh that jackal thing, which the CGI and the jackal thing looked great. So, like, the CGI was just inconsistent here. Yeah. That uh, that jackal creature was chasing him. And I think it's, it's, it also helped that it was obscured. Like, it was at night in the interior. It looks better than... Sure. Yes, but I mean, when we saw yeah. it, it looked fine yeah. versus the little glimpse. Yeah, whatever. Um, Yes, but it, it looked good. And uh, that thing's pretty scary. And they really sold how, you know, big and physically imposing it is. And it tackles him. And then the shot as the camera's outside the door of it trying to escape and g- getting dragged back in. Right. Uh, Very cool. I mean, that, that was very exciting to me. And the sh- turn of him in his costume and finally getting a full view of him in the costume. Uh, Very exciting. And, like, that uh, did get me jazzed to see him, you know, in full, like, Moon Knight mode. Because... Also, the the cutaways to him when he wakes up again and he's like committed violence, pretty brutal, right? Like he wakes up with very blood, like his hands covered in blood, pools of blood around all the people that he's beaten up. Very yeah. funny. This happened on the same day that Disney Plus edited Captain um, or Falcon <laughs> and Winter Soldier to like remove a little bit of the gore. Yeah, like a, a really really strange uh, move to do that on the same day. Which I, think I, that I actually wanted to talk about that right? a little. Go ahead, Charlotte. No, I think that has uh, been removed, right? Because right? I think they said it was a bug or something, which is the weirdest defense ever to that happening. Oh. But uh, oh, okay. I yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's still that. if it's still that way. Wait, oh yeah, you're right. already or in a different show? <laughs> they said, <clears throat> yeah, they fixed it. They said they were trying to fix some credit uh, during the credits, and they accidentally <laughs> uploaded like the blood-free version. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Okay, yeah, that makes Interesting. sense. Interesting. It was very inconsistent. Well, I did want to talk a little bit about, I think, the violence, but uh, but the tone probably is what's more important, which, you know, the other thing that happened on Disney Plus within the last week and a half or whatever is they added all the Netflix shows. Um, so they uploaded Daredevil and Jessica Jones and, and that stuff to the Disney Plus roster. And these are all out of canon insofar as they 
matter, quote unquote, for the continuity of the Marvel Universe. But obviously at the time, you know, we, it, that wasn't totally clear. It's besides the point. Moon Knight definitely, like these Disney Plus shows still, they're definitely more, not kid friendly, but like my parents friendly, you know, um, than the Netflix shows ever were. Oh, yeah. And, and the Netflix I, shows I'm very pro sure. Daredevil. Like I, I like Daredevil. I know, Zach, you don't. Um, Charlotte, where do you net out on Netflix Daredevil? You, you love it, hate it, whatever? I remember really liking it, but I also haven't watched it since I was, uh, I think I was 15 when the first season came out, so it's been a sure, while. Sure, sure. Yeah, okay. Um, so I, uh, these these Disney Plus, like, incontinuity things, they don't hit on the same level as the good Daredevil and then that first season, Jessica Jones. Um, and I didn't expect it to, but I do think when you're doing a character like Moon Knight, and it is that more quote unquote street level type character um, who could operate more in a daredevil mode. It definitely does feel a little bit like something could be missing, and we'll see. It's only one episode, right? We'll see how. Yeah, that and plays he, out. he also doesn't have that many times when he's fighting in the first episode, like except except yeah. for the ab section and the very end. Yeah, and I'm just curious, like how they'll work around that, you know? Um, because daredevil, like you could do stuff where you could have these really cool action sequences. And rip off the raid or whatever, right? And with Moon Knight, it's like, okay, well, what are they going to do? Are they going to try to do that? Or instead, are they going to lean into the supernatural of it? Yeah. And it seems like that's probably the answer. Like, there's a lot of talk here of the Egyptian gods, um, the villain of sorts, this Ethan Hawke character who we can talk about that performance or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, the same thing. It's just like, okay, it's Khonshu versus Amit. It's, it's very Egyptian god focused. It's very supernatural. I think maybe that's the way where, like, you give everything a heightened sense of unreality and alienness, and then you're not in that street level grit and grime, you know, type of type of series. And then maybe that's where Moon Knight works. But I'm just I don't know. There definitely is a part of me that's like, I did like it when Netflix could show up and be like, we're gonna do it this way, even though those series have all sorts of flaws and criticisms that I could throw at them. Um, like the first three episodes of Daredevil in the build to the Kingpin reveal are way better than the excitement I felt in Moon Knight um, from this first episode. So I don't know. That, that, that's kind of in the back of my mind. Like I enjoyed myself, but I was like, I'm enjoying my, it's a very, it's a very light satisfaction. You know, it's not a deep. Do you, where do you, meal. where do you rank this with all the other MCU shows at least? With Moon Knight? Yeah. Oh, I mean, so far it's like, I, I liked WandaVision and Loki way more. Um, those were, those were, you know, people talked a lot about like Moon Knight, like, oh, it's kind of weird. And, like, that's good. Like, oh, it's strange. It's not that strange, right? Like, if you've seen Memento, like, this is not that strange at all. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's... it's, (laughs) You know? Like, it's not that confusing. That's just, like, people's... Their only point of reference is other MCU properties. So it's like, yeah, if you only have ever watched the MCU, maybe it's a little odd, but... And I like that it's different than the rest of those. But, like, WandaVision starts out genuinely strange. Like, there is mystery, and it is weird, and it starts out great. Um, Mm -hmm. Loki, same thing, honestly. Like, what is this? Right? What is the TVA? We need to learn about this. Um, I, I probably, I mean, Moon Knight for me, this first episode is, is on par with Falcon and Winter Soldier um, and maybe even Hawkeye, you know? Um, yeah, which that, both that's series that. I think it's. Well, I think but it's just, way, on the, just on the first episode, consistent. I'm saying. Yeah, no, I know. Um, it's better. It's I, I think I like consistent. it more, but I, I need to see more of it, definitely, to be able to say that it's definitely going to be. I, I expect it'll be better than both of those. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Um, I'd be shocked if it wound up better than WandaVision or Loki. 
I guess. My expectations are <clears throat> higher now for this one. Like, I, I, I'm more concerned this one will, like, just, uh, you know, fit, fizzle out by the uh, the end of the season the way that, like, Captain America... I keep saying Captain America and Winter Soldier. Like, it's very <laughs> very wired in my head. I mean, that that's basically America. what it is. Well, that's what they changed um, it to at the end. So, yeah. I mean, that does work. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm much more excited about this because I think it has the potential to be much better than Falcon and Winter Soldier or Hawkeye. Uh, or at least not, like, maybe not better than the beginning of WandaVision, but better than the end of WandaVision. Um, no, I think I really liked it. I don't have any big complaints about it. It, it like, worked for me. I yeah. really wanted... And so you were both episode. very into it. You were both like... Yeah. 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 It, it's, that was great. <laughs> I jokingly said on Twitter, uh, you were like, can't wait to talk about Moon Knight. And I said, get ready to argue as if I was going to... Uh, you know, I did think I mean, that meant you didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That I was my that's joke. What was and then if you questioned me, I was going to be like, no, we're going to argue about who likes it more. But I guess that is what <laughs> it turned out to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's also interesting that it's like, I can't remember the last MCU project that was, that had this little ties to the MCU because I can't think of any mm-hmm. MCU yeah. reference to the wider MCU in this, uh, this first yeah, episode. There's, there's not and really that, any. that felt yeah. kind of refreshing to me. Sure, right. Like, no, if you were going to try and place this even, like, where does this fit in the timeline? Yeah. Like, it, who knows? Could be anywhere, um, yeah. which actually works. I mean, yes, I do. I do like all that about it, for sure. And I, I, the thing that Moon Knight has in its back pocket, too, which could easily rise it in the ranks, is like mid-season, there could be a wild turn. Like mid-season, it could get actually weird. And, you know, you mm. could you could really tap into this unreality and what's what's real and what's happening type stuff, you know, and we've seen I don't want to spoil anything, but at least in the teasers and the promos, there's a lot of reference and, and kind of like touch points to like the Jeff Lemire, Greg Smallwood run, which very much plays with what's actually happening, what is real, which mm-hmm. which Moon Knight is actually out in the world. Um, if they start getting into that a little bit after we get our bearings, uh, then the series could really take off, I think so. Yeah, I, my expectations are high. I'm excited to watch every episode every Wednesday for sure. Um, I just think the I don't know. It was maybe it's just because those those shows were dropped recently where I was like, I was just way more excited about the start to Daredevil and the start to Jessica Jones um, tonally and and kind of just the gravitas that those series held than I am with this MCUification of Moon Knight. Um, but that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy myself, especially it, with the. It is off. a little wild to me that they haven't like leaned into that that aspect of punisher and daredevil the netflix shows they um that action sequence thing because people love that i love that about daredevil like the action scenes in daredevil are great right and like yeah keeping that so grounded uh and i'm kind of surprised they have not returned to that at all i mean i don't know if they've had the heroes for it right like maybe falcon and winter soldier could have done some of that uh, more so but i still think they want to kind of go bigger with that yeah. And yeah. It almost seems like Moon Knight. Like I don't know, but it doesn't seem like he's just a guy who's good at punching <laughs> when he's Moon Knight. Right. Uh, the way he was, you know, beating up that jackal thing. Um, yeah. Maybe. So, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Echo it's not will kind of delve into that because I, I don't see how you do anything else that's very street street level and like real. I don't think she doesn't have any superpowers. She's just like someone that's strong and that fist fights. I hope Wait, so. Who? I'm sorry. Echo. So. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be that. ideal, for sure. Yeah. Um, what What did you both think of the way the voices in Mark's head are portrayed here? Um, so this is, this is another thing where, reading it, I was fully on board. The actual audio 
the actual performance reminded me a ton of Xbox 360 Deadpool, <laughs> super underrated video game, but like, but like the goofiness with it, like it felt mm-hmm. really hammy. Um, and I don't think this series is playing it for comedy. I don't. What did you? I don't. Think? I don't really know what you mean. What do you mean? The, the voice of country. When Mark hears the voices and he's like, "The idiot's in control again," like that stuff, right? Like if that's Conchu, if that's one of his alters, I don't know that it's super clear. Oh, I'm pretty sure it was Conchu. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I I dug it. F. Murray Abraham doing that voice. I thought he was doing a good job. It was funny. No, I, I kind of agree with Dave because F. I, Murray Abraham. Oh my God. Right. Hamming it up. Oh well, yeah. I mean, no one knows how to ham it up like F. Murray. But it it did feel a bit like. His voice came from a cartoon, not from a live action show. Yes. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like it felt really like like um, cartoon voice acting. Um, and it, yeah, which it's... if this, which if they were gonna do something like that, where it's like Conchu's like a weird animated version, and it's a cartoon world, you could do that. Uh, but they're not, right? It's he's a monster at the end of the hall, right? Um, I, I that voice I found at it odds very, it was with the tone Venom-ish. of the show. Uh, like yes, Venom Venom's movie. a better but, comp. Yeah, but I feel like it, it, I mean it Venom almost actually it, sounded like Venom. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like at least Venom feels less human. This really, and maybe it's like it's also because for the rest of the season he won't be sure if it's actually Conchu or if it's just another alter. Whereas Venom, you just know it's an alien. But yeah, it felt maybe a bit too human, like not monstrous or divine enough. Yeah, yeah, I, I. Had a can, we get, experience. can we get to Ethan Hawke, please? I need to talk about <laughs> my... I haven't been able life. to wear shoes since Wednesday. <sighs> I love I, I gotta I love tell him you so that. much. That was a fun opening um, to the show, even though it really didn't <laughs> have anything to do with the show later, except to kind of... You know what, though? Like, it, for him. it felt like Breaking Bad. <laughs> and obviously, yeah. this sh- I'm not comparing it, but like it just felt like, here's a quiet, wordless opening, and a show that is confident in the visuals... And what it's doing that it can end on this guy walking away in glass shoes, and I love that about it. Like yeah. I was, I was definitely here for that. Um, I, okay, before I, I we wanna, talk I about the actual out. performance, I just want to <laughs> say Ethan Hawke. Like Marvel's thing here of, hey, we better use a villain that appeared in one, <laughs> basically not basically uncollected Moon Knight comic from 1985. Like, yeah, we better call back to that guy. Is so weird to me is okay. so weird also, I, yeah. I asked on twitter i had one person yeah. say like yeah, yeah. it must be a rights thing like if they create a new character like then you would know who you'd have to pay <laughs> versus this <laughs> which is like well we can screw over those creators because they work for us in the 80s that's the only explanation i've heard that makes any sense why you wouldn't just create a new character here maybe i saw like does he just look like the mad thinker he's like visually he's, he's just got mad, the thinker mad thinker vibes for yeah. sure if mad thinker found religion absolutely <laughs> exactly well, I, I want to. Can I put a pin in the the idea of uh, it being like comic accurate? I do want to talk about that, but I just want to point out that Ethan Hawke, who I adore, I'll see anything that he does. He's one of my favorite actors. Um, said, <laughs> and I think this performance is fine, but like he is clearly just kind of like showed up and filmed and left, <laughs> right? Like this is not it's not <clears throat> super Hawk. special. I wouldn't say. Yeah, no. Oscar it, Isaac not. is obviously this, this more is not top tier Ethan Hawke, yeah. but you know, even bottom tier Ethan Hawke, I, I'm pretty interested in. Um, and he's talked about it. Like this is just this is a job for him. He thinks this was something fun to do. But <laughs> I'm seeing on Wikipedia it says he was inspired by his performance by cult leader David Koresh, psychiatrist Carl Jung, communist dictator Fidel Castro, the Dalai Lama, writer t- <laughs> Leo Tolstoy. <laughs> 
televangelist Jimmy Swaggart, Nazi officer Joseph Mengel, one flew over the cuckoo nest character Nurse Ratchet, and Apple's Steve Jobs. (laughs) 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 That that list of people that he says he's inspired by for this performance (sighs) is so funny and so at odds with like... Yeah, sure. He's he's doing something here. He's just doing <laughs> like, freaking Cree supreme intelligence, just mixing a, a lot of famous people the, into only one <laughs> one mind. He, he's just kind of playing like a spooky guy. He's not doing yeah. any of those. It's very <laughs> funny that he said all that. Um, yeah, he, he's fine. I'm curious-ish about like that villain, ma- mainly because it's Ethan Hawke. Like on the page, I think he's a little boring. But we also have not seen much of what he's doing. So I'm uh, pretty bored by the villain. I gotta say. Um, like, which I mean, Moon Knight, there is, Moon Knight no is a, t- like, uh, a tricky character to have a villain yet. for. Period. Like Moon Knight's <clears throat> Rogues Gallery sucks. Um, I I think like the Jed McKay run that's happening right now is is a reaction to that, and it's great. But it's like, yeah. hey, we actually need to. And and Max Bemis did this. They did the, the Sun King in his previous run. Like a, like a lot of and, and you know Lemire and Smallwood kind of play with this too. Like the modern runs that are good, they kind of have to be like. Hey, we need to do something about this because Bushman stories <laughs> are played out, man. Uh, like Bushman is Moon Knight's main rogue, and I don't have a lot of time for Bushman. Um, so I I don't mind them pulling from like a totally newish direction. It's just it's weird to me that they would even use the name of this other character that shows up one time. Basically, like very light similarities at most. You know, it's a new. It's you know, it's just a new character. It's a new sort of religious opposition to Conchu, which is fine. I don't know. I'm just kind of like... So I, I that that piece of it is not why the show is interesting, right? The show is no. interesting because, because of, of Oscar yeah. Isaac's performance and because of just what Moon Knight is as a character and finding out about his own alters and, and how these things are going to relate. Like, the actual sure. narrative gist of it is very flat, I would say, at this stage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <clears throat> um, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Why do you think the MCU hues to the comics like almost at all because i it, this this came up in relation to miss marvel like the new trailer for miss marvel is out and spoilers for the trailer i guess she doesn't have stretchy powers right and a lot of people are bothered by that i have really no like horse in that race um but Charlie, like, how bothered are you by miss marvel's uh, absence of embiggening um it, it's fine. I don't mostly know. I, I, baffled i mean i <laughs> I'm waiting to see the actual show, and it's like, yeah, to me, right now, it just doesn't make sense to change it, but I'll wait and see, I guess. Okay, okay. But it got, just got me thinking, like, w- because, you know, here, they're, like, pretty fine changing a pretty core part of the character, like, changing her actual powers, which is a pretty large part. Um, I was like, why did they stick to the comics at all? Because I was thinking about with Miss Marvel, I'm like, well, you know, they can just switch it, because 3% of the people who watch this have actually read the comics. But then if that's the case, like, why do they hew to the comics so closely? Like, why did we get West Coast of <laughs> Burns 80s West Coast Avengers White Vision in WandaVision, right? Like, why are they doing that storyline? Is it really because they're like, mm, we don't have anything else to pull from, so we bet, like, we don't want to write our own thing? Because they don't hew that closely. Like, they write their own stories. They just incorporate a lot of the comic yeah. stuff. I mean, they're, uh, they're very loose adaptations right and we, we've talked about this a bunch but i mean it's, that's the mcu's greatest strength how, like, is much is loosely adapting what works and the yeah. core identity i mean i think that's the the question of like well why did they pull it all i mean i think the reality though is like they don't pull that closely they they adapt when they need to right pun intended um they don't 
they don't feel like, hey, we're doing Civil War. We better write. We better do the Mark Miller and Brian Hitch comic. And thank goodness, right? They tell a better story that fits for the larger narrative that they're trying to tell. Um, I mean, I think this villain in the Moon Knight show is a good example, right? They're not like, well, we named him this guy, so we better have him behave the same. Like he's he's different. He's totally different. Um, even even Moon Knight here, right? Like like I just said, like Stephen Grant is. This is a totally different Stephen Grant, unrecognizable from the comics version, and I think it plays better. Um, but then, I, I mean, I think the the answer to well, why why reference any of this is you're adapting a a known thing, um, and there no, and like, there are vision, good ideas within like, the known thing, you know. So yeah, like within yeah, yeah. Moon Knight, like there is a template for success and stories that have worked and people have responded to um, that I think is worth bringing to the screen, right? Uh, White Vision is that that feels more Easter eggy as far as adapt. Like like there are certain elements where it can be like, okay, is this fan service Easter egg or is there actual like storytelling purpose to this? And I would say with White Vision, that feels more Easter eggy. I yeah, would say. I mean, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I maybe I should have thought about it more to think if I could have come up with other examples. Because they also, probably more often than they bring in the specific details like that, they'll actually change them. Uh, maybe to their detriment, like make them unrecognizable, like Taskmaster or Malekith, right? Characters that are in name only, their character. It's a lot like the Ultimate Universe thing, where it's like, Comics. yeah, you can you can reinvent this for your own purposes, um, and sometimes like like the Guardians of the Galaxy reinvents that franchise two degrees, and it does so successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, their their general thread of like who the Eternals are and their relationship with the Celestials that's different, mm-hmm. you know, stuff yeah. like that, right? And and sometimes it works wonders, and sometimes it's not as good. Um, but that's the challenge of adapting anything, I guess. I mean, I, I'm very pro MCU changing things. No, I, I, I am too. I, that, like that—that's fine by me. Like, it's not. This is not me not wanting them to change stuff. I just wonder. Like, I was thinking about why they pull in from the comics for all these small details sometimes. Because the Infinity Gauntlet is cool as hell, <laughs> right? Well, like, the Infinity there's good stuff detail, in there, right? That—that's a huge story. Um, again, I, I don't have more like specific examples, but like. I'm not talking about, like, why did they do Winter Soldier, right? But, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess I guess I don't have the, uh, like, more specific samples to do. I, like, ju- just surprised at how much they actually do pull in the comics. Like, details from stories in the comics, but also not specific stories a lot of the times. You know, they're always, like, bastardizing the stories for the better, often. See, but I think that's, um, that's obviously a, um, a negative way. <laughs> <laughs> of saying that i mean i think in civil war like i mentioned i think in yeah. infinity war and endgame no they're, enha- right they're enhancing the the source material yeah yeah yeah. so i i do think it can go both like and then in hawkeye i think bastardizing is the right word you know i don't think that's as good as the original run uh which they're yeah clearly yeah, referential yeah i agree towards. i you know and my my big complaint about like the adaptation stuff is that they don't actually visually reference the stories more often it's a visual medium and like i can think of two visual references in all of the MCU, to panels, and that's Vision splayed out like the West Coast Avengers, uh, that one splash page, and yeah. the famous Civil War shot of you know. I we've uh, talked about this. I Iron bet Man there are more. Shoot. I bet if you just Google that, there's a whole CBR list. I would almost guarantee it. I wish I wish there was a comic book Herald. That's the only... <laughs> no, because I don't traffic in that trite nonsense, Zach. <laughs> I give uh, the people the intellectual goods they want. All right, um, Charlotte. 
what do you hope to see from Moon Knight in the next couple episodes? Well, I, I first of all, I hope they keep, or at least, uh, if they start talking mo- more about the fact that he has DID, I hope they stay careful and they have. I hope they had uh, while doing it uh, people with DID or people that are experts on that uh, to to be careful about what what they do. Um, yeah. I don't can know. I, can I just say I yeah. kind of surprised at how like positive the reception to both the comics and the show have been from. Uh, our our member with the ID who's been talking about it and writing about it, um, like it just feels like something that like I I don't know that much about. So when I watch and read, I'm like, oh, this seems you know maybe like it's not being that sensitive. And she's like, no, it's fine. You know, it's tra- playing with genre trappings. I mean, she's just one person. She's not you know. I would I would <laughs> really really the... recommend reading those pieces on yeah, CBH yeah. as but... companion pieces to Moon Knight. I the yeah. thinking there is so good, and she does such a good job of sort of like. Um, very honest, uh, um, but like I can't think of the word, but like optimistic almost interpretations. Mm-hmm. Like it, like it's not looking for everything that's wrong. It's looking no, for she's definitely not, what like, are they trying to do, and and how effective yeah. is it at that, and what works for me. Uh, and I I learned so much about DID and and how Moon Knight occasionally treats or doesn't treat the subject matter um, from those. So yeah, they're really, really awesome companion pieces to this. I, I yeah. yeah, I mean, totally agree. I, I hope it's careful if discussed. Um, I, I, I think for me, like what I, I definitely want. So like, okay, I think what I expect now is, okay, we're going to be aware of Moon Knight and uh, Steven Oscar is going to start learning about Conchu and the mission and these sorts of things. We're going to learn why we're stealing a scarab from somebody presumably <laughs> you know that sort of thing mm-hmm. um i hope circa episode three or four there's like a really big turn and you know we're gonna do the and this is where you get maybe messy if you're talking about the mental health components but like if you do the lemire smallwood shot of oscar in the you know the the mental health institution the quote-unquote asylum right that opens up a really interesting turn storytelling wise but it also can be uh, it could fill a lot of negative stereotypes. Yeah. So it's a tightrope. Because my think. thing is, um, but I, I, I hope, hope for something like that. Yeah. My thing is, I hope it gets weird, but I hope the DID part isn't what's weird about it because that's just a normal thing. So, like, would you be turned off by the this sort of, like, if we get to episode three or four and it's like, oh, this isn't real or that sort of, like, this isn't even happening. You know, the thing they do with Legion, the thing they do with um memento the thing lemire and smallwood did in yeah. in their run would that actually be like a bad thing do you think i don't think it's i don't think um it's it's necessary that it will be bad but i think it's very easy to mess up so i'm i don't know i'm i'm curious I, I to see what they do played out that's yeah that's also my bits. issue yeah. with that maybe that, too obvious played out uh like all this was in their head, now it's not happening, right? Like I think that's they're setting up something more interesting with that, with his like missing time and stuff. I hope it's more interesting. Yeah. Absolutely, right? Like like if it was, oh, actually, the real Moon Knight is on the moon fighting werewolves, which is the <laughs> thing that happens in the Mirrored Smallwood. I would be so excited. Okay, <laughs> like, well, yeah, I, I hope it's not as simplistic as just oh no, everything was in his head, and now uh, we see him in a mental hospital or something. Like that feels yeah, yeah. Both. Oh, that, I yeah. I think I I think well, I'd hope they'd be smarter than that. That sounds pretty. Yeah, <laughs> you'd hope uh, so, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm my only hope 
uh, for the end of this is that Oscar Isaac and She-Hulk kiss. Oh, no, no, no. I take that back. Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke kiss. Yes, please. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I just want Ethan Hawke to kiss somebody. I want Ethan Hawke to kiss me. That's what I want from the end of the show. <laughs> Didn't he kiss that old lady on the head? No? Maybe. Yeah. I that wasn't enough for, for me. <laughs> I feel like if Ethan Hawke grabbed your hand, Zach... The scale would tilt towards evil so fast <laughs> and so heavily, it would knock him right on his butt. Right mm-hmm. on his butt. Because if I'd be looking into those steely blue eyes. And then you'd bend down and kiss butt. him, and it would just <laughs> the tattoo would just fly off his body. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I love him. <laughs> I gotta say, I have zero Ethan Hawke like, opinions, or I don't know that I've ever seen a movie with Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Really? Training day before sunrise, before never sunset. saw training day. No, nope. Dead, Dead Poets Society. I've never seen Dead Poets Society either. Uh, I think I've first on... reformed. Didn't see first reformed. Mm-mm. I think Mm-mm. I've only seen him in Hamlet. Mm. Yeah, he's good. In that. Reality bites. You didn't see Reality Red bites. Hamlet. Classic Gen X movie. Waking Life I'm tape. Not Gen X. Nope. Nothing. That's Nothing. <laughs> he's great. Yeah. Yeah. So like, this is my least favorite Ethan Hawke performance, and I've okay. never seen him before. <laughs> You're awful sh- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's incredible. I love him. He takes the weirdest project, like he does the, the like strangest, yeah. the strangest projects every year. Where you're like, yeah, this guy only does like little indie movies about like jazz, <laughs> jazz biopics, where he plays like Chet Baker or something. And then like the next year, he'll do The Purge. <laughs> uh, yeah, stuff like that. Like he's so, all so over here's, the place. I love his career. On the other side, with Oscar Isaac, our Duke Leto, our Poe, mm-hmm. um. Do we see a future for his Moon Knight in the MCU? Like, do you think this will actually build to movie appearances? Obviously, we got a lot of road to hoe, but like, do you actually think that'll happen? And do you want it to happen? I mean, um, that sounds cool. Probably. But, uh, I don't. I don't know how right now. Like, I don't know who else he fits in with. In I mean, the, uh, Blade is currently they... seems to be assembling mm, a, a mm-hmm. team in which Blade. he he would fit, like with Black Knight, Blade. Yeah, those yeah. kind of guys. I can that's, see that happen. That's a good point. Yeah, Blade, and uh, you know, if they keep going with Matt, the um, Charlie yeah. Cox Daredevil, right? That that yeah. tone. I mean, yeah. I don't see him joining the Avengers. <laughs> you know, I don't see him teaming up with Shang Chi. Uh, so, like that part is hard to see, but I could see, you know, maybe. Um, yeah, actually, Shang Chi Moon Knight yeah, team up show. I think that would be help. really fun. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I hadn't thought about this before, but in a few years' time. A Marvel team-up team up show, yeah. you get Shang-Chi, you get Oscar for, you know, you get Simon Liu, you get Oscar for one episode. Like, that'd be a blast. Well, they they just started to, like, maybe start doing this with the MCU, and it's one of my favorite things that they're now able to do. So, like, Thor Ragnarok is really, like, a Thor-Hulk movie, right? Like, Hulk is the yeah. main character there. Um, Spider-Man Fart from Home, like, Doctor Strange is very entwined in that movie, just casually... Right. He's there, you know, you don't need an explanation who he is. So, like, them being able to just weave in multiple of these characters naturally. Um, you know, we're going to have Thor, Love, and Thunder. The Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be there. Um, Ooh, actually, at least a little bit. I'm going to make a prediction that's probably going to be wrong. But maybe mm-hmm. he, like, I could see Moon Knight show up for, like, one scene in the next Thor film. Because they seem to be doing stuff with different gods and, like, different mythologies. So that that could be kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Oh. The, uh, just, just a little wink towards that. <laughs> Although yeah. that movie already looks incredibly overstuffed. Yeah. Uh, all all no, the stuff like, that I think that they have to cover in... Thor one scene Thunder. like Matt Murdock in No Way Home. Something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure, sure. That scene is so weird. 
Yeah, um, it was very exciting. <laughs> it's, it's weird in the it, theater. It, it kind the of fact that he just outs himself as Daredevil, like, uh-huh. like that he just reveals powers and it's played for a joke, and it's a fun joke. Like I'm here for the joke, but it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, it, it, like it why would he do add, that? And like, if you don't know who that guy is, and you know, you watch that movie and think back, you that too. Like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder what that was about. There was just a lawyer, and he caught a brick. You yeah, know that what? guy's really good at catching bricks. That scene would be a hundred percent better if he had the "I'm not Daredevil" shirt on. Oh, it would be. <laughs> it really would be. You're right. Yeah, it, yeah. That, that's a very. It's a strange scene. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, very fun. Uh, I have a question for you. Yeah. On the you know, as far as getting excited for MCU movies go, how are you feeling about Doctor Strange? I'm pretty excited. Um, yeah. I don't know if you read my preview review <laughs> I did. It was funny. that I posted on April Fool's, but uh, I here's the thing is like I have tempered expectations. I don't necessarily think it's going to be great, but I do think it's going to be big, and I think it's going to reveal a lot of stuff about where the MCU is going, which I know is a turnoff for some folks, you know, but it's like Doctor Strange exploring the multiverse is the right vehicle to set the stage for that. Like you, it can be a Doctor Strange story. That feels like a Doctor Strange story and movie and simultaneously explain where the MCU is going. Um, if the Illuminati is actually in it and that's really what's happening and that is a central piece of this movie, I'm going to be over the moon. I just <laughs> yeah. love that. Agreed. I love that concept. I, I love that. You about. talk about why do they, you know, why do they pull stuff like they pull it for me, Zach. <laughs> they, well, I mean, I like it. it. It's not a critique. Like I'm, I'm a fan, yeah. you know, no. of like being like, oh, uh, Pip the Troll. I get that. I, I won't. Like, I, yeah. I won't love it if I, I think one thing that happens a lot and I, I've been struggling to figure out how to articulate this. So I'm going to probably fail here. But like I've just been I've been seeing so much of YouTube and fan culture that is like, well, this thing happens in the comics. Therefore, it's going to play out that way in the movie. I know. Which ba- <laughs> and that never happens. I know. especially <laughs> And there's so much smarter and better. Movies yeah. It's like there's so much smarter and better at their jobs than that. Um, so when people are like, oh, it's going to be the superior Iron Man, and we have this run here from Tom Taylor in the wake of the Axis event, and surely it'll play out like that. And it's like, no, you fools. It'll be a costume at most. Um, so stuff like that, I find a major turnoff. Um, if it is like, oh, you know, rumors, Tom Cruise is superior Iron Man. Like, if they do stuff like that where it's just like, hey, we, we lived up to the joke. We lived up to the internet hype. That's going to mm-hmm. bother me. Um, but purely as a as a film, as a concept, Patrick Stewart is Professor X. No chance he's not evil. I'm here for it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know. Where are you at? I'm more excited about this than, like, MCU. I have been in a while. Like, more excited yeah. than Spider-Man. I mean, I loved Spider-Man, and Spider-Man turned out better than I expected. A lot better. I was very excited. But I was, Spider-Man. like, mildly excited for that. And I was, like, I was excited for Shang-Chi and Black Widow and kind of for Eternals until I saw the <laughs> reviews. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know why. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of the first one, but, like, everything about the trailers and all the weird stuff they're covering and, like, Sam Raimi being involved. Hopefully he actually gets some, like, real creative input into this one. But all the stuff I know they're introducing into this, uh, I'm pretty, pretty psyched for this. Uh, Charlotte, I, I haven't where's... been this excited for a, an MCU movie since Endgame, I think. Yeah. yeah. Charlotte, I... where's your excitement level? I'm I'm excited. Uh, I think my main fear is that it might have the Iron Man 2, Avengers 2 problem of half of it being a trailer for other stuff um and like for the i like, kind of th- i kind of think it will yeah but like not losing sight of having a clear like a good core 
and like a good not focusing too much on being a trailer for other stuff um like focusing mm -hmm. on having a good story first um and other thing is so america chavez is probably is uh, is not probably is uh, going to be in the movie and i'm a mm -hmm. bit afraid of uh queer baiting like if the only sign of her being queer is uh having a rainbow flag on her on her <laughs> on her shirt and that's it um that's yeah well i mean they're, they're definitely she's 15 in this so like for sure they're uh you know she's she's much younger than in the comics I yeah think, right so she cannot be an adult with uh you know an adult relationship which might be an intentional dodge of that issue yeah we'll i'm see. assuming i'm assuming that they've aged that character down to sort of fit with the young avengers vibe that they're except that all the other young set avengers to build towards like Yelena and uh, Kate are yeah. like... Well, I don't think Yelena... Yelena, I don't think so, yeah. No, no, Yelena doesn't fit as a young Avenger to me. Um, Kate is Kate is definitely the odd character out. But like everyone else, like Eli was technically introduced in Falcon Winter Soldier. He seems younger, teenage. Yeah, I um, guess you got really Wanda's mysterious yeah, multiverse kids. They're young. Yeah. You got probably Miss Marvel. You throw into that mix. She's yeah. young. Yeah, yeah. So like I think that on that... If that's the reason, then mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. Otherwise, it does just seem like a, I don't know, you're just skirting around a more interesting character otherwise. But, uh, but yeah, now that I think about it, like, I'm definitely the most excited for this movie of any of the Marvel stuff this year. Um, I'm more excited for, of this than uh, for this than Thor, Black Panther. I, honestly, I'm I the most curious about, about Black about Panther. Thor, but, like, I'm, I'm more excited about Thor, Hunter I think. being involved and Jane Foster Thor. I'm, like, I'm over the, I'm psyched for that. But we just I'm very on the fence for that, I got to say. I hope I'm... what? I'm like weirdly on the fence for Jane oh, Foster I'm, I'm Thor. I'm just yeah, like I'm not. excited too. I just watched. I just yeah. watched uh, Our Flag Means Death, and my Taika Waititi hype couldn't be higher. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do love him. I do love him. Yeah. So I should probably start getting excited about that again. Um, okay, cool, 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 cool. Any final Moon Knight thoughts that we didn't cover? I love knights. Knights are good. <laughs> okay, Zach, knights. how many how many knights? Uh, how many uh, breastplates of righteousness? Did you finish that sentence? I heard how many <laughs> breastplates of righteousness. Yeah, that's it. The breastplate of righteousness. That's a knight. How thing. many? Yeah, like how many do you how many do you rank uh, Moon Knight? Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Totally yeah, normal question. <laughs> yeah, now I understand the, <laughs> the question. Um, I'm gonna give it ten mummies bandages out of ten. Ten out of ten. Mm -hmm. No, wow, uh, no, not really. I just said that. Um, probably, probably like an eight out of ten, which is uh. Yeah, that's pretty high for me in the MCU. <laughs> okay, okay, so, Charlotte. Blast with it, yeah. Um, five scarab legs out of six. Out okay, of six. okay. I'm gonna give it four point one fins out of, out of six. How many out of six? Four point one fins out of six. Fins. Oh, it's like a D plus <laughs> for the goldfish. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to more. So, all right, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, you can find more from us. At, of course, you know, the podcast, My Marvelous Year, you can go to patreon.com slash My Marvelous Year for ways to support. You can find all the episodes or all the issues that we're reading comics in the show notes uh, as well. If you want the full list all in one place, you can go to patreon.com slash My Marvelous Year. Get that for as little as $1 a month. Uh, I'm Dave. You can find myself at comicbookherald.com, at comicbookherald on Twitter and Instagram. This is Zach. You can find him at My Marvelous Year for the My Marvelous Year account on Twitter and Instagram. Charlotte, where should people find you? Uh, people can find me at Firo Charlotte on Twitter, and you can find me on the Slack. Cool, cool. The Slack, of course, you can get via the Patreon. Uh, music for the show is by Disaster Piece. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next year. See you, see next, you next year. year. Uh -huh.